Hello and welcome to episode two of This Key Discussions, a proudly South African soccer podcast. I am A.B. Basson. We've got another exciting podcast coming up this week as we review this past weekend's MTN8 results where Mamelodi Sundown suffered a first round exit. We also look ahead to the opening weekend of the 2020-21 DSTV Premiership season. Joining me to discuss all of this and more is award-winning sports reporter Carl Lewis. Carl, not to be mistaken, with nine-time Olympic gold medalist of the same name, is a former EWN sports reporter and is currently the head of content at bet.co.za. Carl, thanks for joining me. Um, before we get started on, on soccer matters uh, and the PSL, the start of the DSTV Premiership season, uh, maybe let's just talk about the Raider Sports Media, the Sports Quiz on Tuesday evenings. Um, you and Team Yellow, uh, how did you guys do this week? <laughs> yeah, to start with that, eh? you know <laughs> we came last, AB. There's you a reason there. I'm asking. <laughs> you know yeah. we came last, but I mean, we were champions two weeks ago, so we we kind of like that. We're the enigma of the sports quiz, you know, this um, diverse group of guys that were just randomly put together. But I mean, we formed uh, quite a great bond. Our WhatsApp group is going constantly through the day. And actually, I missed the bri, but there was a little bri um, over the weekend, and yeah. So and we and Cyrus has released a book, so we supported him. So it's weirdly enough, the lockdown sports quiz has kind of made this small little brotherhood. Um, so it's been quite cool, despite the fact that we on the losing side for the most part, but we have had two two wins. Yeah, look, uh, once Tyron started asking the PSL questions, I thought, uh, here we go. You know, we get a top three at least. Shoot out, here we come. Um, but yeah, Team Blue has not made a convincing start. We, you know, we like to challenge there at the top, but it seems to, to not be going our way so far. Um, let's you just start. Have a strong team. Yeah, we do have a strong team, but, you know, sometimes we've struggled with numbers over the past few weeks, you know, as. As lockdown, as people have started coming out of lockdown, I think, you know, yeah. we're just starting with our routines again. And we're in the sports industry at the end of the day, and we work on, on Tuesday nights sometimes. It's just yeah. the, the nature of the game. Um, yeah. On that note, Cole, um, how did you get into sports journalism? Obviously, a lot of people know you from your time at EWN, um, but now you're at bet.ca.za. How did it start for you? You went to a you know, proud school, sex, uh, a lot of famous names, uh, Dane Pete, Carl Brown. Um, how was that growing up in, in Cape Town and coming from a sports school like that? Um, yeah, well, I, I think my whole sports thing started with my family. My Both sides of my family are, are relatively sports mad. Um, so even be, before sacks, I mean, I played cricket and rugby there. I was playing soccer for a club because they didn't offer, but my family was into uh, soccer and we had a baseball club as well. So I was playing baseball. So sport has kind of always been my thing, like whether it's playing, watching, although I do prefer watching over playing, mm-hmm. but sport has honestly just been in my blood for through the years. It's never, ever stopped. I think it's kind of defined me to be very honest with you. Uh, just for those who are not in the know, what exactly do you do at, at beta.co.za? Um, Obviously, a lot of uh, betting tips, uh, etc. Yeah. And obviously, not just on, on soccer matters, rugby, cricket, across board. Yeah, well, I'm head up the content department. Um, so, like you said, a lot of uh, betting-focused content. But 
also I work with uh, very good writers and I think we create like really good readable content. Um, that's not just betting. You know, I, I love the team of writers that I work with and the plat platform that I'm given um, at Betcoza. Because, you know, maybe in the journalism field, there isn't much money. And so, so you know, it's, it's really tough to kind of be, to be given the resources for you to uh, create the content you want. So uh, being at a betting company, I think you have that bit more freedom to, to create good quality uh, sports content. And hopefully that continues, yeah. Well, the DSTB Premiership season starts this coming weekend. Uh, quick turnaround from, you know, after the bio bubble. And, you know, we're happy to, to see teams back at their own stadiums. Unfortunately, fans won't be allowed just yet. Um, what are you expecting from this season? Uh, we've seen a lot of surprises, you know, in the Premier League. We've got, you know, Aston Villa, Everton doing well. And in La Liga, we've got Real Sociedad at the top. Uh, what do you expect? Do you expect more surprises this season from a South African point of view? Um, I think I do. Yes, I think you know what the bio bubble taught us is that a lot of things can happen. Anything can happen. So I am I am expecting a different type of season. I'm not sure if you'll uh, if you'll get a surprise winner, but I definitely think we'll have some surprise results. Um, along the way, a lot of them, specifically with there being no crowds, um, you know, and the fact that we're still in the midst of a pandemic, I think that plays on people's minds. I mean, you were in the bio bubble. Um, it, it must play on the players' minds in one way or another. So I think we can expect a lot of surprises. And even just how the preseason has started, it's been quite chaotic. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on. Transfers announced, and suddenly a club is starting, um, is signing this player. There's three coaches at at an at a certain club. So the, I think the preseason has kind of shown us, okay, this could be a very weird season. But I I'm excited for that. I think that's part of the magic of the PSL of it. Before we get onto the club with three coaches and obviously the whole TTM saga with Mulenga, etc. Um, we talked, we spoke briefly about the bio bubble, uh, you know, 13 point gap Kaiser Chiefs had at some stage last year, I think it was approaching the halfway mark and then, you know, to lose it on the final day, like they did, how big an impact would you think it will have on the team and how important was it for them to, to bring in Gavin Hunt, um, mm. you know, as experienced coach who's won the league four times and achieved success you know, previously on a shoestring budget, you know, and, and you won't be able to make signings at Chiefs at, at this point in time. I, I think it was probably important to, to make the change at the top. Um, firstly, let me get this out of the way. Last season, for Kaiser Chiefs to have even competed for the league, I think I need to give Ernst Middendorp and Sean Bartlett some credit there. They finished ninth the year before, uh, the season before, and... I don't think, especially with the squad that they have, I don't think we, we, we could have expected them. So I think they exceeded expectations. But because they were in front for so long, you know, you just got used to they should have won the league. So I first want to give credit to Ernst. However, the high of almost being close to the league and then losing out uh, right at the end, I think that's a massive gut punch for the squad. And I think a changing coach will kind of freshen up the players 
And Gavin Hunt is a winner. And I think everyone knows that. He's a hardcore um, disciplinarian, likes his style of football. And I think that could be what uh, Kaiser Chiefs need. But I thought the change was important to happen because I don't think uh, the players would have reached that level again under Ernst Middendorp. And specifically, I don't think they have a squad that, uh, even last year, I don't think they had a squad that could challenge for the league. So I think they exceeded expectations totally. On that note, uh, you know, keeping hold of Samuel Nikovic is obviously, you know, key for Kaiser Chiefs, especially that they can't make signings right now. How impressed were you with his impact? Um, you know, I think a lot of people raise their eyebrows. He's coming from, you know, unknown European league. Uh, we thought, you know, what's he going to bring to Chiefs? Um, you know, over the past few seasons, they've made some terrible signings, uh, players mm. that just didn't work out. Were you surprised by by as many, uh, you know, like I, I was as well surprised by by his impact? I was definitely surprised because, I, I mean, I, you see it in South Africa with coaches and with players. Uh, you get these um, overseas flops, you know. You think because they played overseas, uh, perhaps they'll they'll fit into the league and make a huge difference. So he's, he's really an outstanding talent. Uh, I think Gavin Hunt will enjoy working with him. Mm. He's definitely someone that can lead the line, hold up the ball. He also has the technical quality. Um, so I think he can do everything as a striker. So I was very blown away by, by how good he is. And he seems very focused. Um, uh, not just a good player, but he seems like he wants it. And uh, playing for Kaiser Chiefs means something to him. So, yeah, I was very, very impressed. He's a quality, quality player. And that's the type of talent we need to bring in our league because he's raising the standards. And uh, some of our local younger players can look at him as an example. Almost identical situation for Ajax Cape Town, who obviously are now Cape Town Spurs. They've also changed their coach. Um, they've let go a lot of players. They've they've been signing a few. I think in the past week they've signed three players. Uh, Nuruddin's back at the club. What do you think? What do you think went wrong at at Ajax Cape Town? Um, you know they went into the bio bubble with you know a huge lead, and you just thought you know okay they're playing away from Cape Town, and, and Cape teams historically do better at home. Uh, what do you think went wrong there, and how big of a blow was it for them to miss out on promotion? Sure, it's, it's really a tough one to nail down, but I do think there's this sense of fragility around Ajax Cape Town, you know. Um, ever since they, I feel they were hard done by, firstly, to get relegated. Um, you know, all those seasons back, it went to the high court. So I think they were unlucky and they were always on the back foot. I, I just felt there was this um, self-fulfilling prophecy at Ajax that, you know, they might never reach that if they, you know, and I just think they fragile mentally. But for me, where this all started, AB, and you might be more in the know, when Stanley Menza was the coach, I don't feel that they invested in the squad adequately. It just wasn't good enough. Their squad was not a PSL squad. And that cost him. Uh, never mind the, um, never mind the, the, the court case and, the Ndoro case, I just think they did not take enough care on the football side of things. They did not invest in the first team well enough. And now that's coming to bite them uh, in the proverbial bum. Yeah. <laughs> so that, for me, that's where it started. And I, I think there's just a sense of fragility around the club. And, and yeah, it's, it came through. 
Well, the fact of the matter is Cape Town Spurs will be playing in the Glad Africa Championship um, this coming season. Who uh, were promoted at the end of the day automatically with Swallows FC. Um, you know, almost crazy how they how they won it on the last day on goal difference, goals scored, um, you know, goals against, whatever it was. Uh, do you, th- you know, they've made a long list of signings, almost, yeah. almost a whole new squad. Um, how do you think, do you think that's a, a good approach? Uh, we've seen in the past where teams get promoted around the world, they come up and they make, you know, five to 10 signings and they, they drop down because the play, there's no time for players to adjust. But obviously now with the second division, probably only starting closer to December, do you think, you know, Swallows can make a real impact in the league and maybe be like a, a Highland Spark or Amatex who are able to, to get into the top eight in their first season back? Um, I personally, I don't like the, um, the, the approach of just buying in a lot of numbers. I, I don't like that. And I feel like it's a, it's a big issue in South African football in terms of continuity. When you're making nine signings every year, um, and I mean, Hanti did it too with success, so I'll give him that, but it just doesn't seem like there's continuity. So I do worry about that approach. However, some of the signings that they made is quality. First of all, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Ruzek uh, Khamildin. I think technically he's one of the better players um, in the league and knows how to deliver a set piece. But in the same breath, I think there's a beautiful story with uh, um, Cheese Boy, uh, you know, being such an important part of that team. Uh, I think perhaps, you know, he's that type of player, that enigmatic player that really gets fans excited. And I think he might have another chapter to tell in his career. And perhaps Swallows can make the top eight, who knows? But yeah, I do worry about bringing in so many, so many new players. But the, the difference between the GLAD Africa and the PSL, it's, it's quite significant. So you mm. can understand clubs wanting to bring in the quality, but as to if it will work, I can't say. But really out of the, the new sides, I'm most excited to see Swallows. Yeah, I think we saw that with Black Leopards, how easily they you know, overcame Ajax and TTM in the playoffs. Uh, talking about TTM, a whole new team. Um, you know, Bitfest Vits are something of the past 99 years down the drain. Um, I think they've only kept two players, Nuniane and, and Brighton Mshlongo, and they've unveiled players and then the players end up in Durban. Uh, what's, is it an indictment on the league? Is it a bad reflection on the PSL? Or do you think it's just a bad reflection on, on TTM? We've seen teams in the past, you know, TS Galaxy have been a lot more professional and they take over Violent Spark. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you expect from the, them this season? You know, after... What was it? Thirty-three minutes against SuperSport United in the MTN Eight. They were three 0 down, and I thought, you know, here we go. It's going to be 10 10 0 But you know, the individual quality is there. You know, they've got guys yeah. like Justin Songa, um, Gele, who've who've got a lot of you know individual quality. But at the end of the day, it's about bringing it together as a team. What do you expect from them this season? Shoo, maybe I don't know what to expect from them, but I think people are very. Uh, they, I mean, they haven't been the most professional um, preseason. You know, releasing press releases about everything. But in the same breath, with everyone gunning for them, um, they could take the it's us against them approach. You know, everyone's gunning for us. They don't expect much from us. We expect it to be relegated. That could galvanize that squad and make them come together. And I'm glad you brought up the, the individual qualities of guys like Ngele, 
who's a personal favorite of mine. I've always liked him as a player. So, and his goal of the weekend just was a nice mm-hmm. reminder of his quality. And then there's the interesting case of Shonga. I know he wasn't, he was a flop at Pirates, but the one thing I give him credit for, he can get into scoring positions. As to his finishing, that's a whole nother story. So I don't think that um, TTM will start. I think they could actually um, make a stir in this league. I'm not saying they're going to finish top eight, but I don't think they'll get relegated um, on, on the first time of trying. The club needs a lot of work in terms of how they present themselves to the public. Yeah. Um, but that will hopefully come with time. But I, 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 I think we should, um, should hold back on, on chastising them and coming hard at them and telling them this is how you should do it. They're finding their feet and I think they might cause one or two surprises. Yeah, I think Ngele, no, Pirates fans don't need to be reminded about Ngele's qualities, um, him denying them those, those trophies. I think it was under Roger Dessau. Um, Same thing with Shunga. Uh, you know, he had one good season at Pirates and then last season, I think it's the inconsistency in the end of the day that, that kills a lot of our players in the league. Um, mm. Talking about inconsistency, maybe from a player that we expect a lot more of, is a guy like Kermit Erasmus who had a fantastic season last season and was one of the, the best players in the bio bubble. Um, how big a loss is he to Cape Town City? And do you think Sundowns finally have their striker? Um, you know, we, they tried to bring in Jeremy Brocky when Pizza was there before he obviously moved to Al-Akhli. Um, what do you think Kermit brings to that team? And, and do you think he'll have, I don't want to say a breakout season because he is now, you know, he's getting on an age. Um, yeah. But maybe, you know, eclipsing what he did last season. Um, I think I think you could. I'll start with the loss for Cape Town City. I think that is an enormous gap to fill, and I don't see um, anyone within the South African market who can fill that gap. Um, that is goal. I, I honestly believe he was the difference between City being a decent side to being a, a very good side. I think he took them to that other level and. He's the best, for me, he's, he's the best striker in the league in terms of his movement. And he's, a very sm- he's very smart. Technically, we know his quality. So that's a huge loss for City. And I love Fakhri Lekay, but uh, he doesn't have that finesse um, that Kermit uh, has, I think. And maybe that will come with, uh, with some time because I, I really think Fakhri is someone that Cape Town City need to invest time in. I think he's a quality, quality player. And hopefully that's his season. But moving to Kermit to Sundowns, phew, <laughs> because of that move, I find it hard to see who's going to take this, this um, title away from Sundowns. They've got Shalulile and they've got Kermit. And, you know, both of them are, are very good strikers, clever movement, hardworking. I think Sundowns have had a massive window. And I think Kermit will be huge. Uh, for sundowns. He, for me, I know others might agree, uh, might disagree, but I feel he's the best striker in the league and has the ability to make the most impact because of his pace, because of his movement and because of his technical quality. Let's stick with sundowns. Um, like you said, a, a massive impact in the transfer market once again. It's nothing new for sundowns to do that. Um, we're all pretty used to them spending big money uh, in the transfer market. Um, but obviously the big loss was, was Pizza Mosamani going to Al-Akhli. 
Uh, I don't think people understand the huge impact he made there in eight years. When he arrived, you know, they were battling at the wrong end of the table. Yes, they didn't finish in the top eight that first season, but after that, it was almost flawless. Um, mm. what's, what do you expect from the, the trio of coaches that have been appointed there now? And do you, do you think it can work? Um, you know, there's obviously they lost their first game, but, but again, Mosimani never won the MTN8, it's the Sundowns coach. So we can say, mm. you know, that's nothing big. They usually start quite slow. So maybe, you know, they'll pick up momentum as the season goes. But besides that, do you think this is something that can work? And were you surprised by Steve Compella taking a a role that's under two under two coaches, considering he's been a head coach for you know most of the last 10, 10 15 years? Well, I, I I think the fact that there's three coaches it obviously opens them themselves up to great banter from rival fans. <laughs> but you strip away that layers of banter, and we have something very very interesting. Something that I've never seen before and something that definitely hasn't happened in local football. So I'm keeping a very keen eye on this experiment. Uh, I, I think it's fascinating. And, you know, it could end in a failure, then uh, it might not be progressive. But I, this is quite a progressive way of, um, of doing things. So we'll see how it goes. I think Mankloba and Rulani, they're obviously different types of characters. And I think, you know, with Compella there, perhaps as, you know, the casting vote, the, the cerebral one, the calm one, the senior one, uh, to kind of iron out any differences there may be. I, the Strahambrit could be really successful. I think, um, you know, Rulani's maturing. He is maturing, but he's around two very mature and experienced coaches. So I think there's a potential for this to work. And what makes it even easier is that they just have an outstanding squad to make, to make this work. So, you know, away from the banter, I'm very keen to see how this thing works out. I think we should keep a close eye. It's, it's so new. It's so fresh. It's so unique to football and South African football. So let's see if it works. I'm so, I'm so fascinated to see Talking about fresh and new, uh, Pirates started six former Bitvis Vits players this past weekend and they, they win against Cape Town City. Uh, obviously, it was a surprise seeing Tulani Shlatswai of the captain's armband, Happy Jelly named on the bench. Um, maybe we can get your thoughts on that. Um, but also on, on the new signings and, and Richard Afori obviously now going there, probably been yeah. one of the best goalkeepers in the league for the past three years. Um, Wayne Sandilands, to his credit, I mean, he probably exceeded expectations last season, still going strong. And I think he'll Absolutely. probably still have a part to play, even if it's just in the cup games. Maybe Richard will play the league games. We'll see how, how, how the head coach uh, brings that into the fold. But what, what have you made of their, their window? And, you know, it's been six years now since Pirates have, have, have won a trophy. <laughs> they like to allude to Kaiser Chiefs' trophy drought a lot, but Pirates is even longer. And, yep. you know, it's such a historic club. They, how, how much pressure are they under to, to achieve success? I think uh, the, the German Zimbabwe is under a lot of pressure. I think uh, the time is now. He's, he's had half a season to kind of settle in. Um, but with regards to their window, superb window, outstanding window, if it wasn't for Sundown just buying these outstanding players, I honestly think um, Orlando Pirates have actively plugged the holes that needed plugging. Um, I think we need to give credit to Sanderlands, but for a league-winning title, I think Afori is the right man. 
And they needed someone in central defense. And I mean, it's the Bafana captain. He's, he, the club he supported as a boy. So those over there are two fantastic signings. And I think it addresses the immediate problems right away. And they can hit the ground running. But for me, probably my favorite signing is Dion Otto. I don't, I don't feel the Namibian gets enough credit. He, in terms of technique and delivery, there is few that can, that can touch him. Mm. I, I always feel that there is such a, a lack of technical quality and finesse in the league when it comes to set pieces, but his delivery is just beautiful uh, from set pieces and crosses. So I think he's going to make a major impact. Um, and my hope is that they don't play him at left wing back and further up the field where he can have uh, an impact. But look, uh, besides, you know, the bio bubble was new for everyone. And before that bio bubble, you know, Zinbao had a very good thing going. Um, you know, the, the, the Orlando Pirates team played with a lot of intensity um, before that. And they were ruthless in terms of, of defense. I thought they were quite good. So I think we need to um, need, need some perspective and maybe not judge them on the bio bubble because it was, it was, it's hard to, we don't know the factors there. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think if anything, uh, Pirates are best place to challenge Sundowns for the league. They've had an, also an outstanding window. You mentioned Hotter there, but obviously they've got Pule, Lorch, um, Mahango, who was uh, obviously joint top scorer in the, the EPSA Premiership last season. How do they fit all these players into, into the first team? And maybe if we could just allude to, to Tyson taking the captain's armband, do you see him and Happy Jele playing next to each other? Do you think that might be their strongest combination at centre-back this season? I hope those two play together. Um, you know, uh, I feel someone like Happy Jelia is a bit underrated. And I do feel he's an important player specifically for Pirates. So I hope to see those two um, together. Um, in terms of where they're going to play, uh, what formation they're going to play, I mean, are they going to play um, five, five, two, five at the back, you know, with Innocent Bayele, the other the center back? Or are they going to go four at the back with Bayele at left back? But I'm not sure exactly who there's Wade Eurster, uh, but I'm not sure who's going to be their starting right back. But they have such fantastic midfielders, um, you know. Like I, I don't want to see guys like Nglobu, um shifted out wide. I'd like to see play, players like him playing in their natural positions. Um, he's got a good squad to squad to work with. He really does, and I feel like I said they address their main issues. I'm not sure what formation they're going to go with this season, but I'm, I, I honestly think we need to watch out for this team. Just lastly, um, on the transfer point of view, I think we can't leave without touching on Amazulu. Um, obviously, you know, Supersport United have made some signings. Stellan Bosch have made some adequate signings, I feel, as of all the teams. But maybe Amazulu made the biggest impact this, this week, just before the start of the season, unveiling... Not just Mamela and Mulenga, but you know, 2010 FIFA World Cup star Sapuya Shabalala. How how surprised were you to see him back back in professional football? Yeah, it was, it was quite quite a surprise. Um, I think Chubbs is is probably always he, he probably is fit uh, in terms of his match fitness. I'm not sure, but if they're playing in a system where it doesn't. It allows him to kind of use his technical ability instead of having to track back. 
that would be great. But just how Mamela and him are going to play in the same team remains to be seen. That was interesting. But Mamela is definitely my favorite signing out of out of Malenga, Chabalala. Uh, you know, I, he didn't always have the consistency I'd have liked, but there's moments where you just like Luva Mamela, you are an outstanding footballer, you know? Yeah. Remember the one really Soweto, Soweto hey? Derby, the one Soweto Derby where he came off the bench against Kaiser Chiefs for... for he, and made all the difference. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's got a great football brain. He can, he, can, um, he can break lines with his passing, his through balls. I, I think he's an excellent signing. And Mulenga, as well, like Chunga, all the talent in the world, but I think he just needs that chance to shine. But I, I, I'm very excited to see what Amazulu bring to the, to the party, uh, especially with Mulenga and, and Mamela. And then Chabalala, let's see his fitness, but I don't, he's always been one of the best technicians in South African football. So if he doesn't have to track back, he can make an impact and a positive impact. Carl, we're gonna, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, I've got the eight fixtures for the weekend in front of me. Um, so I'm just going to run through them and I just want a, a quick score prediction. You don't have to think too long about it. Um, okay. we, won't, we won't hold it against you. Um, let's start with the first one, Bloom Celtic versus Arrows. Uh, what, do you th- what do you think will happen there? Um, I'm going to go for one or uh, Bloom Celtic win. Obviously, Bloom Celtic beating Sundowns in the MTN8 um, yep. and reaching the NetBank Cup final. So I think, you know, they might be underdogs again. Uh, next up, Barocca versus Maritzburg United. Uh, Maritzburg obviously had a good season last season. Barocca, you're surviving by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, but I think uh, Barocca's at, at home in that one, right? That's right. Um, so I don't think it will be... Sometimes, uh, you know, to, to back up such a good performance that they had over the weekend, yes. it's, it's not always that easy. And especially when, you, when you're going, going to the Popo, you're going to Baraka, it's, that's also not easy. So I'm going to go for a Baraka. Actually, no, I'm going to go for a no-no. No, no. Okay, safe bet. Um, next up is the big, the big game of the weekend, Kaiser Chiefs versus Sundowns. What do you think will happen there? So, um, I think Sun. I think actually one-one draw. One-one draw. I, I was going to say Sundowns have, will have too much quality, but I mean it's too early in the season for that cohesion and and continuity and so yeah. And Gavin Hunt, it's yeah. a big game. I think he's going to be super focused and. You know, he's going to have those defensive blocks that Sundowns is going to struggle to break down. So, but I will say there will be goals. So, 1 1 draw. Cape Town City versus Chippa in, in the Mother City? You know, uh, you know Cape Town's uh, upsetting result over the weekend. Um, and I still think their squad needs a lot of, not a lot, but I think they need to fill areas. Um, that they need to pull. There's a lot of onus on Fakhri Lakay to score now. And, you know, Tassi Morris, you've seen him play. Yeah. Really talented footballer, but he needs to reach that level that we thought he would maybe five years ago. So it's big pressure on those two Cape Town boys to score goals for the team. But I think they'll have uh, more, more than enough to overcome Chipper. I'm going to say 2 0. No. Supersport versus Black Leopards. 
Super Sport uh, 1 0. No, no. Super Sport 2 0. 2 0. Convincing. Uh, Amazulu versus Pirates uh, in, in Durban. That's going to be, this is a tough one. But I'm, I think Pirates are going to edge it 2 1. And then uh, the, the Battle of the Newbies, TTM the versus new T- yeah, TTM versus TS Galaxy. Um, you know, I think the run out last week will do will would have given TTM some, uh, a bit of confidence. Hmm. So I honestly think it's not going to be a high scoring affair, and I think they'll take that one. No. And then last but not least, uh, down in Cape Town, Stellenbosch versus Swallows at at the Donny Craven Stadium. Sure, it's going to be. It's really going to be tough for for Selimbosch to replicate last season. But I think the, if you look at the club as a whole, they're in good shape. And I don't think they'll have the perfect start this season. I mean, the, in this match. But I think they'll, they'll, they'll be solid this season once again. So I think this match will be a draw. Uh, let's go with 1-1. Cool. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for your predictions. And thanks for joining us on Disky Discussions. We look forward to, to hosting you in the near future again. I look forward to coming back, Abby. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Cheers, Carl. Here's what to look forward to in next week's episode of Disky Discussions. We look back at the opening round of the DSTV Premiership season alongside a prominent name in South African soccer circles. If you have any questions or things you'd like us to discuss on Disky Discussions, please hit me up at ab underscore basson on Twitter or Instagram. Aware 